Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. Two hours past dawn on October 8, 1856, the men of the New Market Fire Company at Lexington and Utah boiled coffee and whiled away the morning with the usual chores, polishing their suction engine and hose reels until they gleamed. Since this was election day, they also weighed truncheons, oiled muskets and pistols, and sharpened knives to a street fighter's edge. Of one thing they were certain, there would be trouble before the day was out. Around the country, Baltimore was known as a very rough place. Riots had marred its history for years, but what was about to happen forever solidified its reputation as mob town. To win this municipal election, the Democratic and Know-Nothing parties both enlisted muscle from the volunteer fire companies, men who were known to set half the fires in the city in order to collect the insurance money. They also allied themselves with gangs of young men who called themselves fishing clubs. Democrats counted on the blackguards and the bloody eights of the Irish Eighth Ward, the double pumps, the Calithumpians, the ferry road hunters, the peelers, pluckers, shadhoes, butt-enders, and bloats. Know-nothings were allied with the terrible rip-raps and plug-uglies, the rough-skins, blood-tubs, tigers, and wampanoags. Fishing clubs made their headquarters at saloons, which was convenient on election day since that's where the polls were located. Between the clubs and the firemen, voting in Baltimore was indeed a dangerous business. Parties printed their ballots in bright colors. It took courage for a voter to walk into a tavern in an opposition neighborhood, announce himself to the election judge, and present his clearly marked ballot, all the while surrounded by hostile young men who'd been drinking for several hours. Often, the expected happened. As the day wore on, the men of the New Market Fire Company, a hard-fighting Democratic outfit, listened to reports drifting in from the polls. Around the city, voters had been surrounded, jostled, and occasionally stabbed, their ballots torn up and thrown into the gutter. The blood tubs were doing yeoman work in the 19th Ward near the slaughterhouses. Their signature was a tub filled with pig's blood and offal. Unlucky Democrats were roughed up, splashed with ladlefuls of gore, and chased down the street so everyone could see how not to vote in the 19th Ward. The men of the new market looked to their weapons and waited. Sure enough, at two in the afternoon, the trouble came. Determined to show that the new market were not the toughest fighting men in Baltimore, the rip-raps and the plug-uglies had massed on Lexington Street. With a savage cheer, the gang started for the engine house. People caught on the street fled inside for safety. Doors banged, bolts slammed, and families huddled on the floor as the gangs made a direct rush, loading and firing as they came. But the new market hadn't gotten its reputation for nothing. From the engine house, they fired deadly volleys, as if by platoons, one witness said. It wasn't enough. The gangs reached the doors, battered them down, and chased the firemen into Lexington Market. For the next two hours, the New Market men continued to fight from stalls and behind boxes and held on in a kind of grim guerrilla warfare. Just then, an urgent call forced the plug uglies to break off and answer a different threat. Across town, the Bloody Eights were rampaging down Calvert Street. The plugs intercepted them at Calvert and Monument, and the gunfight raged up the hill to Mount Vernon Square, where bullets whined and smacked against fashionable townhouses. About four, the Bloody Eights melted away to the east and the fighting died down. But shootings, beatings, and small ambushes continued throughout the night. Adopting their most civilized tone, Baltimore newspapers deplored the violence, then described it all in highly colorful detail. Four people had died, scores had been wounded, and that wasn't the end of it. In another month, the nation would elect a president. The gangs retired to their saloons and the firemen to their engine houses to lick their wounds and wait. Voters in Baltimore waited, too, and wondered what November would bring.